You're listening to World Cafe. I'm Raina Duris. Sarah Harmer has been busy. You just might not have known that if you were judging by her album releases. Her new album, Are You Gone?, is her first full length in 10 years, and it's a spiritual successor to an album that came out back in the year 2000, her breakout record, You Were Here. Sarah came by the World Cafe to talk about how those two albums are connected, what she's been up to for the last decade, and how it all ties into her new music. She also played a bunch of those new songs live for you, starting off with the album opener recorded live at World Cafe. It's Sarah Harmer with St. Peter's Bay. Thank you. 
Sarah Harmer performing music from her new album, Are You Gone, live at World Cafe. I'm Raina Duras. Sarah Harmer, welcome. Thank you. It's been a decade since your last album. So they say. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. you. Ten years, it's a long time, but Are You Gone does not disappoint. It's a beautiful collection of songs. I want to know, did you wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to write a bunch of songs, put an album out, or have these songs kind of been hanging around for a while in various forms? Most of them have been hanging around, yeah, in various forms. Some of them were completely written. Some were just, you know, melodies and a few lines here and there. So, yeah, it, it took me a little while to gear up and get it, all, get it all together to make a full album out of. Did you expect to release another album? Was that always your intention to do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I hope to. Yeah. And I mean, 10 years is a long time in some ways, but it, I guess the older you get, 10 years seems like less long a time. You know, I can remember 2010 pretty, pretty, pretty clearly. It doesn't seem like that long ago. But yeah, time passes. And, and finally, I got it together to, to get something out. I want to go back just a little bit further. You know, a lot of people got to know you first from your album, You Were Here, came out in the year 2000. And just in case anyone needs a little refresher, going to play just a bit of the song Basement Apartment from that album right now. I gotta wash the sheets on my bed. I gotta watch those things that go unsaid. God, I wish we'd leave it at this. Every time I breathe. That was Basement Apartment. That was a hit from Sarah Harmer's album, You Were Here, that came out 20 years ago. You've called your new album, Are You Gone?, a little bit of a spiritual successor to You Were Here. How is this album related to You Were Here? I mean, I guess when I ended up titling this album, Are You Gone?, it did strike me that the the last one was 20 years ago, You Were Here. And by coincidence, I think they both, both are based on songs that were written about dearly departed friends and people that had kind of moved on. Um, And so in that way, they're connected. I also felt like on my first solo record, I was kind of making it on my own. I'd been in a band before, but I hadn't really, I didn't have any any pressure um, in a way other than my own own pressure on myself to kind of um, make my first kind of collection to stand out on my own. And I've kind of felt like this one too, that there was so much time leading up to it that, I kind of felt like I was coming out of the woods a little bit on this one too. You know, I wasn't in this thick of, um, in the thick of kind of music um, making and in the thick of kind of the flow of human humanity. I felt like I was kind of coming out of, of the wilderness a little bit on this one. I'm talking to Sarah Harmer on World Cafe. I'm Raina Duras. For a long time, you've had two jobs now. You have your music. You also have your activism. Um, and I'd love if you could just tell, talk to us a little bit about the work that you do that isn't music. Um, well, I think like many people who have some spare time, that's the good thing about being a musician. It's got a pretty flexible hours when you're not touring all the time. And so, you know, like a lot of people, we're very concerned about what the state of our natural world. And, um, and for me, that really came up in 2005 when a big quarry, a below water table quarry was proposed right where I grew up, um, in Burlington, Ontario. So in the middle of a UNESCO World Biosphere Reserve, you know, the Niagara Escarpment. And um, 
So I had no real choice. It was so compelling to kind of get involved and to uh, raise awareness and, and build some science about what was in these forests and these wetlands that were at risk. It uncovered a whole world of volunteer organizing um, and getting to know people, like biologists and planners and all these people from different walks of life that I hadn't really encountered before. And um, it's one of those things when you start into it, it seems like a big gray cloud of like, how, does, how do these land use decisions get made? What levels of government are involved? And this is, we were up against Lafarge. So it's like the largest construction company in the world. And um, we were just a bunch of, we, we started just to, as, as you do, like a local group of volunteer citizens who had never really done this kind of thing before. And we met every week and we tried to decode uh, the process and how it worked and it, it, it led to an eight year um, kind of campaign where we had concerts and fundraised and, and hired scientists and we had a great environmental lawyer and I mean, I could go on, Raina. I could go on. Um, and there were Jefferson salamanders at risk in the in the woods and wetlands there, and so they became kind of the the real um, linchpin, I guess. For um, we have an Endangered Species Act in Ontario, so we took this to a hearing. It went to a big 15-month-long hearing, and we ended up that the quarry proposal was dismissed based on these uh, little salamanders because they're indicator species of our health, you know, the health of the water and, and everybody up there is on wells. And so um, as soon as you start cracking into that stuff, you know, it can be, it can be full-time work and it's really, it's really fulfilling work. And so that's been going on this whole time as you've been making music, as you've been performing, as you've been writing. Um, the next song you're going to play for us, it's a little more rock and roll than maybe some people have come to expect from you. But it ties into that activism. So I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about New Low. Yeah. Um, a New Low is when I wrote in 2017. I came home from going out to a vigil um, for, um, in, in 2017, there was a horrible shooting in Quebec City of a mosque. And um, there was a big vigil in Kingston, Ontario, where I live. And um, hundreds and hundreds of people came out. It was right after the Women's March. It just felt like more people were mobilizing and getting out in numbers and collectively coming together to recognize you know, our collective um, care for each other and our collective need to do something. And so I, I, I wrote this song with that in mind and just kind of as a, as a motivator to, to stand up. Could you play it for us?
Sarah Harmer performing music from her new album, Are You Gone, live at World Cafe. My name is Raina Duris. Sarah, I want to talk a little bit about how your life as an activist intersects with your life as an artist. Um, first, was there a specific moment or a specific news story, a specific cause where you realized that you had to reorganize your life a little bit and turn your focus away from doing music primarily to uh, integrating activism into your life? It really, I think, was when it kind of landed literally in, in my backyard, you know, at, at my folks' farm, and, and uh, I felt like I knew these woods better than anybody probably, and uh, and I just felt like, yeah, it took over, in it, and it, I kind of, it was okay for me that it did. I felt like that's what I wanted to do. It was really compelling, and... Um, yeah, I mean, I also think, too, that when you do something, one thing for a long time, it can feel, it can get tired. You can get kind of bored with it, or you can get, you know, a little restless for looking out at how, what else is going on. And so with music, sometimes I guess I felt maybe a little bit, like, uh, compelled to kind of open it up a little bit farther and, and, and get away from just, um, yeah, being a musician all the time. But it really, I don't think it was too much of a concentrated, like, a decision. It was that there was a this threat uh, happening, you know, that these woods and these wetlands were at risk. And then it was just kind of, once you dig into it, it's just like, it kind of takes on a life of its own. I'm talking to Sarah Harmer on World Cafe. My name is Raina Duras. Your activism and your organizing centers around nature and the environment. Um, and that's a subject that comes up in a lot of your songs. It's uh, one of those details that seems to pop up kind of everywhere. Why is nature and wildlife a metaphor that you keep coming back to when you're writing? Well, I don't know. I grew up on a farm, and I'm the youngest of six kids, and I was shushed outside a lot. <laughs> I played with the dog a lot and spent a lot of time, you know, outdoors, and, and I still do. I live um, with beautiful woods and, and stuff, wetlands around me, so I think, and I mean, really, we, as, as they say, we are nature. We are that. We are water. We are all the same in that way. We are connected. Um, so I am not surprised that it comes out lyrically, um, because it's just a expression of kind of what is. So you are from Canada, and you mentioned that you you grew up on a farm. Uh, I grew up uh, on a suburb very close to where you grew up, near oh. Toronto. Yeah. Um, and when I listen to this album, I hear a lot of Canada in it. Um, but I kind of doubt maybe that that would be the case for someone who's listening to it who isn't Canadian. And so I sort of struggled while I was thinking of what to ask you about this, because the Canadian landscape, uh, both the literal, actual environmental landscape and sort of the figurative cultural landscape play a big part in your work. Um, so how do you find that Canadian stuff translates when you play this music in another country uh, for audiences who aren't as familiar? I really don't know. I can't really say. I guess I'd have to ask some uh, non-Canadians how they're feeling it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, sure. My our background is is different than you know than the American story. But I mean, there's so much uh, variety in the Canadian experience. People who've only been in Canada a year or two, people who have been there for generations, um, urbanites, rural. I mean, I think it's. I'm not sure how how the nationality thing. Um, is affecting the the music, but I I like I want to know more about how you hear Canada in it. 
Well, I mean, even just references to things like the St. Lawrence River. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, St. Peter's Bay and, yeah. and singing about PEI and hockey and yeah, right. things like that. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're in there. <laughs> Which I find very comforting. But, I mean, also there's another sort of big Canadian cultural connection on this album um, that maybe American fans of yours might not be as familiar with. Uh, it's a band called The Tragically Hip. So first, before I, we talk about it, I, I'm just going to play a little bit of what the Tragically Hips sound like. That's a bit of Poets by the Tragically Hip on World Cafe, talking to Sarah Harmer. So... The Tragically Hip, they were huge. Uh, on their last tour, they sold out arenas all over the country. Everywhere they played, some places they played more than once, and they sold it all out. They were a band that you grew up and you kind of couldn't ever avoid hearing at all, no matter what. Uh, and the front man of The Tragically Hip, Gord Downey, he passed away a few years ago. It was a big deal for a lot of Canadian music fans, but it was also a big deal for you on a really personal level. And the next song you're going to hear goes into that a little bit. Could you talk about how Gore Downey of the Tragically Hip changed your life? Yeah, I mean, for me, growing up, the hip, I saw them in bars when I was underage. And uh, they just, they, there was a romanticism to them, but there was also just a hard-driving, head-thumping kind of aspect, too. So I think they they cross both, both sides. Um, I really got to see rock and roll up close, seeing their little bar shows over the span of the late 80s, I guess, and um, made me really want to move to Kingston, where they're from, and go to university there. I, I just, they had a, uh, like I say, a romanticism about them, and um, also a straightforwardness, so it's kind of a mix, but, uh, and then, yeah, getting to know the guys over the years, and, and Gord, um, definitely family friends, and felt like under their wing, in, in a way, over the years. I got to sing on a record, of theirs, and we, we made some music together as well. And and I wrote this song kind of telling the, the story about looking back into those kind of early days.
Sarah Harmer performing live at World Cafe. Her new album is called Are You Gone? Sarah, thank you so much for coming in and playing for us today. Thank you so much. It was beautiful. And thank you to our audience as well. One more round of applause. That was Sarah Harmer. Her new album, Are You Gone? is out now. I'm Raina Duras. Thanks for listening to World Cafe.